And welcome to the fifth episode of The Voice of V. I am V.L. Kaysen, or V for short. A little bit different this week. Um, last week's episode was a compilation of about six, seven, eight pages, I think, of writing a script. And this week, I'm, this week it's, I'm just going to freestyle it. Um, it's been a bit of an emotional hangover type of week and just still trying to get my thoughts organized for more serious matters to discuss. Um, and it's taken a little more time than I expected. Um, coming up on some some milestones this summer that, you know, were a little bit on the sad side. And so that compiled with some of the events that have been going on and then just sort of, um, you know, dealing with those thoughts and and processing them and everything that's going on. It's just, just been too much to actually sit down and and type out, you know, that many pages of a scripted outline for the podcast. So I'm just going to kind of wing it. So um, if I have a lot more ums, I'm going to try to not do that. Try to think before I speak. So there might be places of silence, but I'm still here. Um, so I might, I might wander as I go off the normal outlined script. And so last week... I spoke about a lot of the issues and where I stand on those, and I mentioned a couple of things that I was going to get back to in future episodes. One of those um, that I said last week was I said that I grew up in a lot of different ways, but I grew up in particular, one of those ways was I grew up not seeing color. And I mentioned that last week, and I said I would speak about it later, and I am going to touch on it. I never truly saw what was wrong with that statement until very recently. You see, in simple terms, by not seeing color, you lack recognition of many things that exist within our systems of society that actually perpetuate racism. So when I say I don't, when I used to say that I don't see color, meaning I don't see that someone is black, or I don't see that someone is indigenous or another person of color. And I'm going to I'm going to leave just that part of perpetuating racism there for now because I want you to know how I arrived at this. And I want to share some of the information that I encourage you to seek out and find and spend the time as I did, to learn a few things. And I'm going to share those in a minute as well. And they're also going to be in the show notes. So don't, you know, don't feel like you got to scribble all this down really quick. I'll put it in the show notes along with the links. I think, I think links are allowed. If not, you can always just copy and paste the links as well as just search for titles and, and that sort of thing. But black, indigenous, and other people of color exist in a society that has chosen to skip over the uncomfortable parts of our history. What I've been doing for the last seven months is looking back into that history from the perspective of others. The perspective of the ones most impacted, as well as people like myself who have come to the realization that there's so much that they didn't know, just like myself. Has this been uncomfortable? It certainly has been. 
but it's nothing compared to not being part of the privileged set. And I'm talking about white people. And a lot of people don't want to hear this, but I'm going to say it because you need to hear it. I needed to hear it. It's really the only way you can truly learn. But I want to share some documentaries that I would highly recommend that you start with. I mean, a documentary is easy. It's passive. Turn it on, sit back, and you listen, and it's fed to you, and you can hear it. You don't have to, you don't have to go anywhere and buy anything. You can Google it. Um, they're free. And uh, the, they're very informative documentaries, and I've got three of them I want to bring up. And the first one is titled, and again, these are in the show notes, so don't worry about it. It's called The Part of History You've Always Skipped, subtitled Neo-Slavery. And it's explained by a history teacher, and he was very helpful for me to realize the gaps in our history and the fact that they truly exist. Check the show notes. For the information. It's a little over an hour. He's very engaging and it will not feel that long. You'll probably want to watch it again. I've watched it a number of times because the first time I, I felt like I was just sort of in some sort of twilight zone that how did I not know this and how did I not know this and oh my gosh why didn't I put that together. Check it out. The part of history you've always skipped. Another title is The Black Power Mixtape. Now, this one was put together by Swedish filmmakers and journalists. It's an award-winning film from 2011, and it examines the Black Power movement. I learned a great deal from this film, and I also highly recommend it. Again, it's also free. Um, check it out. Another title, it's called I Am Not Your Negro, introduced me to Mr. James Baldwin, and I am terribly embarrassed to say that I did not know who he was before this film. I've heard his name, but I really didn't know who he was. I was so moved by Mr. Baldwin that I continue to seek out more about him. I've got a couple of his books. Um, he's, he's an incredibly interesting gentleman. And the influence beyond his death is, it's unbelievable. The legacy this man has left behind and the people that he has touched. I've read, I've read some other books and he's come in as a real life character to a particular memoir that I just read. And it was so interesting because the people in the circles that he ran in are people that we all know. Um, it, it, it's incredible. And, and how I've missed this, I don't know. I really don't know. It, like I said, it really embarrasses me. So please check that out also in the show notes. Now these are available in multiple places and they're free to watch. Please take the time. I want you to learn from these documentaries. It will help you understand yourself, it will help you understand others. Please take the time, please discuss, and please share. 
it is so important, so important. Um, and I, I will, I will talk more about this probably in another couple of episodes. Like I said, I, the more serious issues, I really want to spend the time to write correctly and, and so that I don't wander all over the place and I want to make sure that I am accurate and I'm not making errant statements as well. Um, so I will come back around to that. So please check those out um, on the topic of racism. It's extremely important, especially with so many things that are happening today. Um, so check it out. Anyway, um, not to make light of that, but I'm going to move on to the next topic. We're going to lighten it up here. Again, this is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a freestyle this week, kind of off the top of my head. So I've been living here in Montana for almost two years. And since coming here from my home state of Florida... It's been really odd that there's so many full days of sun here. And I know that that sounds funny coming from someone who is from the Sunshine State. But I got to tell you, there's way more full sunny days here. Um, I believe that at least the area of Montana that I'm in ranks pretty high on a scale of sunny days throughout the year. But last night, let me tell you. We've had a few days of kind of cloudy on again, off again showers. And we're kind of in the middle of another five day stretch. But last night I went to bed and I had my headphones on and set the timer for an audiobook. And I remember the timer going off and the audiobook shutting off. And I kept my headphones on just because they're the noise canceling type. And I don't know, they're just, they're very soothing. I've talked about these headphones before. Um, and I fell asleep. And I'm pretty sure I was in a pretty sound sleep. I was dreaming about something. Now I don't remember what it was. But this loud thunderclap woke me up. And I pulled my headphones off and I looked out the window and I lay very close to the window. And it was pouring. And I mean blowing straight towards the windows. It was lightning, thundering. It was like something you'd see in the afternoon in Florida. Something that happened on a regular basis in Florida every day, usually around 3.30 in the, in the warmer months, which now is almost every month of the year. But I digress. Um, I know it seems silly to talk about the weather, but it's actually one of the reasons that I moved here. Um, so it was pretty, pretty shocking to have that little taste of home, but it was just... It was weird, and to have it be at night, it just, wow. I mean, waking me from a sleep from a storm, and then this morning, it's it's beautiful again. The sun is out, and it's a beautiful day. I think it's in the 70s, and it's breezy, and it's just lovely outside. And I think we're supposed to get a little bit more rain today, and then some more tomorrow. I think tomorrow is probably the bigger day. But yeah, a um, little stretch of rain here in the normally sunny, sunny, dry portion of Montana. I live in eastern Montana. Um, I want to mention a few people. Um, Sarah Benincasa, who is a actress, writer. Um, she's written books. She's a podcaster. She's been on, she's been on television. She's, um, 
comedian. She used to be on Sirius um, Radio years ago. Um, I mentioned her in the first broadcast, and I and I bring her up again because her style has been very inspiring to me. And when I struggle to find my groove to find this podcast, like I did this weekend, it never ceases to amaze me that her audio or video letters to her patrons, to which I am one, come through at the perfect time just to jolt me into place. Um, and it happened again today. The, um, the audio, actually it was audio and a video letter came through last night, um, but I had already laid down, so I listened to it this morning, and and it was great. I took my stagnant frustration, haven't written anything for the podcast yet, and I just tossed it aside, and I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to freestyle it. And the reason I bring it up is because if anybody out there is struggling with something that they enjoy, but they're stuck, which in this case, I really am enjoying doing this podcast. I've been in a bit of a photography and writing funk lately, and I discussed that a couple episodes back as to why. Um, But this medium is really helping me to just sort of chatter about some things that I just want to talk about. Um, And so having someone like that that's kind of in the same realm, albeit she's at a a way higher level than I am, way higher. But to seek out someone who loves the same thing that you do, and I bet they will inspire you and get you out of those blocked times. And it doesn't even have to be somebody that you know or talk to. Just someone that you can find that connection with for inspiration. I've never met or spoken to her and most likely never will. And it doesn't matter. You know, it works. It works. Um, it, it, it's someone that kind of gives you guidance or gives you permission to say, it's okay to freestyle it. It's okay if, if you know, you're, you're not where you want to be today to do this, but you still want to do it. It's okay. Just do it. One of my favorite things that she does is her very casual audio letters to her patrons. Um, You know, 20 minutes of listening to someone who, you know, is just like you in a lot of ways. Yet they're at a pillar so much higher than you and somewhere you would like to be, but they have struggles too. And that's okay. And she talks about a lot of important issues surrounding mental health and other things. And it just, I just want, I just needed to mention that it's very important for you to find someone like that. Someone outside your normal circle that, you know, connects with you in some way with that special thing that you enjoy. Now, if that's podcasting or photography or writing or cooking, whatever it is, or building something It doesn't matter. Somebody that's crafty, you know, anything that you enjoy, that you find yourself at a, maybe at a frustration point, or maybe you're stuck and you've put yourself into this deadline, which I have to do this every single Sunday, because I want to make sure that I stick to the regular Sunday release, because eventually 
I'd like to do Sundays and Wednesdays. I'd like to do two days a week. But the first thing I need to do is to stick to this pattern for a while, to hone this skill, to make it better, to make it worth listening to, so that people will come back. So yeah, so find that person. Find that person. It might be a friend of a friend. It might be someone local. It might be someone on television. Who knows? There's so many ways to quote-unquote connect with people nowadays that, you know, there there's really no excuse. I mean, we have YouTube, we have podcasts, we have TikTok, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have television, we have so many different mediums that there's someone out there that I think can inspire you. So I encourage you to do that. Anyway, Sarah Benincasa, if you're interested, check her out. She's got a great podcast. Um, it comes out about once a month. Um, she's a very busy person, so sometimes it stops, but you can always find her out there. Anyway, she's got some good books, too. And the, the next person I want to bring up is Mr. William Henry. And him I've met. Mr. Henry lives here. Um, we grew up in the same state, but he also lives here now as well. Um, Mr. Henry is the CEO and founder of the William B. Henry Experience. And we met through a TEDx event that he also spoke at. And then I later attended a conference that he facilitated. He works to improve the lives of so many people. He's a trainer, instructor, and speaker on diversity and inclusion. Among the many other things he does, he speaks out against bullying. He works with young people and adults. And every single day, he puts out daily motivations. And it's something that I really look forward to each day. And I just I just want to say, I want to put it out there that, you know, I, I, I am very honored to know this man. He's an incredible human. Um, who are your heroes? Think about it. Think about who your heroes are. Maybe, maybe tell them. Tell them thank you. Um, we need more heroes. And then the last person, but not the least person I want to mention today, is a true hero at a time when we wish we did not need this hero. His name is Trey Ganim, spelled T-R-E-Y-G-A-N-E-M. Just Google him if you don't know who he is. True hero. Special, special person. Um, so those are the folks I wanted to mention today. On a technical note, I finally have a screen on my microphone. Um, they don't come with screens, um, despite how much money you might spend. Um, the cheap ones or some of the expensive when they don't come with screens. And, and I'm sure there's a number of reasons for that, you know. They can make money when they sell them separately. But I think the other possible reason is is that people like different types of screens. And so don't, don't sell them with one because half of the buyers are going to want something different. Well, I had, I had a screen. It's this, it's this screen that's on the end of a pole, and you clamp it, and you put it in front of the microphone. And, and I, I was forever fighting with it. I had it, so I thought, well, I'm not going to spend any money because... I've got this one. I'll just use it. After fighting with it for the first four episodes, I finally had to just buy one that actually fits the microphone. 
right over the microphone, so I don't have this separate piece dangling around in front of me and making noise because everything you touch comes through on the microphone. Excuse the banging. I hope they didn't come out too loud. Um, and it was cheap. I got a pair of them, and they're two different styles for $10. It wasn't that big a deal. But I'm also one of these people that, you know, I try to make use with what I have as long as I can. Because why not? It's If you've already got it, use what you have. Try and break the, the stuff habit. And uh, along those lines, um, I got a new speaker. New speaker, who dis? It is with great sadness that my now former Bluetooth speaker, the, I think it's called Echo X Gear, um, super nice weatherized, rubberized, portable Bluetooth speaker that was given to me by my bonus mom some years ago. Um, traveled all over the country during van life. Um, it's been used and used and used and used so much to the point where it would no longer hold a charge. So I finally had to break down and buy another one. And it's called the, let me see, W-King. I don't know. It was a lightning deal on Amazon. It was the right size. Good reviews. Inexpensive. And it's really cool. It's a little beefier than it actually looks even though I did look at the dimensions it's it's, it's it almost looks like a almost looks like a boombox from the 80s or the 90s um, but it's just a speaker but it comes with a strap that you know allows me to sort of hang it from a shelf because it hangs up over the top of my desk kind of out of the way and it's really nice um, but I hung on to that Echo X gear as long as I could, and it was a fantastic speaker. Um, but I gotta be honest, their speakers are expensive, expensive, and a lot of them are sold out. Um, I don't really need something that's going to, you know, put off so much sound that it wakes the neighborhood. I I, I live in a in a small. Um, place that in an apartment complex and the way it's designed it's kind of like a hotel with inside hallways so you're a lot closer to more people than you would be in a, a typical apartment complex so there's a lot more uh, competing walls or not competing um, joined walls so I don't need anything that's too loud uh, my office is in in a relatively small space and I just needed some decent sound and nothing that was going to, you know, pull paint off the walls. You just can't do that here. Or you'll be finding up having to find another place to live. And we all know how difficult that is nowadays. But yeah, so new speaker out with the old, in with the new. It's a W King. And I don't know how many versions they have. This one was something like $50, I think. It was a lightning deal, like I said. I think it was almost half, half off. So if you're in the market for a nice portable bluetooth speaker it's got the new USB-C charging port so it's got you know it's got the upgraded technology and it, it's really nice it, it's probably got a little bit more bass than I really need but that's all right that's okay anyway 
I want to talk about coffee. Now, I'm not really a coffee snob, although some people might call me that. Um, I've been in situations where I'll drink pretty much, if, if it's caffeinated, I'll drink it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, beggars can't be choosers kind of thing. Um, but if, if I could, if I could afford it, sure, I'd have, uh, I'd have fresh oily beans shipped here from Pete's Coffee in California every week if I could, but I, I can't afford that. I just, I can't justify that. Um, so I settle in on what's available at the grocery store. Every once in a while, I'll spoil myself and get some from a local coffee roaster, but most of the time, it's grocery store coffee, and the brand is called Red Brick. It's it, it's at the local grocery store. I don't know if it's theirs or if it's... I really haven't even done the research, but it's grocery store coffee. It does come in beans, um, so you can at least fresh grind it before you come home. I know it's not the best. People probably cringe if you really are a true coffee snob, but there's this one flavor... And it's not flavor. I don't really care for flavored coffees. But the roast is called Rocket Java. And the problem is, I'm hooked on it. It's super dark, super rich, and super delicious. And I want to move on and try something else, but I can't seem to break this habit. I like dark coffees. Not too fond of the light roast. And contrary to what a lot of people think... Just because the coffee is a darker blend does not mean it has more caffeine. In fact, a lot of times it's the opposite. So it's not the caffeine. It's just the, it's just the rich, robust, as some, some people will say, ultra-strong taste. Um, not necessarily true. If your coffee is, is too strong and bitter, then you're not making it right. Um, one of the advantages to pour over is you've got a lot more control over over the brew, um, I'm not going to get into all the little technical words because I'm I'm certainly no expert on it. But it it the pour over is so much better in my opinion. Um, better temperature control. You're brewing one cup at a time. It only takes three to four minutes to brew a cup. It's not that big a deal. It's hot and fresh. And then and if you want another one, you make one. I don't. I drink one a day. I've, it's a large cup, um, but that's it. I don't drink any more beyond that, but I'm hooked on this rocket Java. So if somebody has some other ideas, you know, um, let me hear some of your coffee flavors, you know, drop me a note. Let me hear it. I'd love to hear some new ones. Um, hot tea is something that I've never been too fond of, but, and I've tried. I've tried, I've tried so many, so many, so many, so many, but hot tea has just never really been my thing, except a couple years ago when I was in Maine, stayed in the hotel in Bangor, Maine. No, I'm sorry, my mistake. Bar Harbor, Maine, or Bah Harbor. Um, they had a maple syrup flavored tea, hot tea. And oh my God, it is delicious. I can't find it anywhere. I think it's probably only sold in the Northeast or or I'm not looking in the right place. I don't remember the brand. But I hadn't been able to find one quite as good as that. I found something close. And it's called, let me see here, I have the box. 
I don't know, it just says the original maple tea, and it comes in this nice little wooden box. Um, super good. Oh my gosh, it's... There's days when I just drink it with not even any sugar, not even any cream. Some days I need a little of both or one or the other. It's so good. If you like maple syrup and you like hot tea, look for some of this stuff. It's it's really tasty. The 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 flavor's just delicious. Um So that's it for the coffee and tea. Um photography. So if you're a photographer and you shoot with high-end cameras, uh DSLRs, which are now it's now being shown in all the photography news that they are nearing their end much like film did um, back in the day although there are film cameras around as I sit here and I look at my Roloflex fully functioning um, 120 film camera DSLRs are going away and, and I have quite a bit of money invested in DSLRs from shooting concert photography and sports and and uh other types of photography because mirrorless is the new thing and uh, I remember when uh, digital cameras first came out and the DSLRs came out on the high-end equipment and I there I wanted one so bad because I've been shooting since film um, but they were just they were so prohibitively expensive I just I couldn't do it um, it wasn't where I was earning any money at that time. So it just it didn't make any sense. So I miss those early days of DSLRs. But I do now own um, DSLR equipment. Um, Nikon. Um, but Canon has now said they will be ending production. And Nikon will probably follow suit. Um, and they will probably fully ramp up to mirrorless gear. And... I've struggled with, am I going to keep my gear or am I going to sell it? Because if I sell it now, I could probably actually get some money for it because there's a lot of photographers out there that, because of the supply chain issues, need a camera. They need a replacement. They need an extra. And they're just, you can't get them. Um, You can buy them used, but you can't get them new. So you can't really replace. And there's a lot of photographers in certain fields. They're not they're not ready to make the leap to mirrorless. And there's a, there's a few reasons why um, the batteries don't last as long. Um, you've got to use an adapter for your lenses. A lot of, a lot of photographers have a lot of money invested in glass, uh, the lenses. Um, I'm one of those people. And uh, so I've been sort of on the fence. Do I keep or do I sell? Um, and I think I'm probably... I'm inclined to, I'm going to hang on to my DSLR bodies until they just don't work anymore. Because two reasons, you're, you're, you're not going to make enough money to buy a new mirrorless. And then you got to learn another piece of equipment. They do have their drawbacks, in my opinion. They are still new, so things are not completely refined. Um, I know my gear. It works well. It's much better under extreme weather conditions, you know, moisture, snow, rain, that sort of thing, fog, temperature changes. The batteries last forever. Um, so I'm probably going to hang on to mine. Um, 
that's my take on the photography. Anyway, kind of rambling about photography, just sort of thinking off the top of my head. What else? What else? What else? Um, I've already hit 30 minutes, so I probably should wrap this up. Um, anyway, I'd love to hear from you all, uh, my listeners, uh, comments, suggestions, questions, feedback, whatever. Drop me a note at the voice of V podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the voice of V podcast at gmail.com. And there are links and notes in the show notes um, next week. You know, whatever crosses my mind will come up. Um, probably pick a serious topic just like this week. Um, I've had a few sales of the Caregiver's Companion. So if you are one of those people listening, um, thank you. And if you would drop a review on Amazon, I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Um, if you don't like to do too many reviews on certain things on Amazon because of privacy reasons, I completely understand that. Um, send me some feedback directly. Um, your feedback will be kept in confidence, but I'd, I'd appreciate any feedback you feedback you have on the book. Um, thank you for listening. If you are interested in what I am reading, you can find me on Goodreads under VL Casey. And uh, I'll see you next week. Peace.